Welcome back to the Strong as Fuck podcast. It is your host, Indy, and I am so excited for this episode. So last week, I had the pleasure of interviewing Kendall Strample. If you don't know who she is, go follow her right now on Instagram. Um, she is a fitness and business coach who has an empire um, in her fitness business and her coaching business. Um, it's amazing. Incredible. I've been following her for the longest time ever, and she has just grown so much since I've started following her. And so I was really, really excited when she reached out to me and wanted to come on the podcast and talk about um, finding her worth and turning her struggles into strengths, talking about relationships, um, all while being this badass bitch woman that she is. So this one is super, super good. I think you guys are going to enjoy it a ton. Um, Definitely give it a listen, give it a review. Um, go post us in your stories, tag us. We'll go interact with you um, and share it with your friends. But without taking too long on this intro, well, let's just jump on into this thing. What is up, you guys? So I have a very special guest with me today. Someone I've been following since I was like, I don't know, 15. um but I have Kendall Strample here with me today do you want to do a little intro to who you are yeah sure thing oh my gosh this is awesome being here um I've known Indy for what feels like forever now um like way back when when I first got started about six years ago probably like almost the whole time um and I'm a fitness and a business coach so I started my journey um back in 2017 on Instagram, which is really crazy to think about. And um, everything has kind of been accidental, it feels like for me, but um, I'm sure we'll get into it in this episode. But I started off as a cross-country runner that kind of catapulted into turning very upside down, um, had an eating disorder and uh, ended up uh, wanting to fitness coach after recovery. And so started fitness coaching and everything's just been an upward spiral since then. So I'm now an online um, health and fitness coach. I'm also a wealth and business coach in short. So yeah, that's <laughs> definitely the short version <laughs> of it. Cause you are amazing. Like it's been incredible seeing you grow. Like I think I started binge watching your videos on YouTube first and that's how I found you. So to think about that to now is like crazy. <laughs> yeah. I'll, I'll squeak back then. It was like 16, 17 when I started my YouTube channel, which is crazy. Yeah. Yeah, you were a little human. I remember the first thing I thought was, oh my God, I love her hair. That was the first impression I had. (laughs) Thank you. I just chopped it all off. I was like, all right, I'm ready for a new season, a new era of life. Um, Okay, so I want to talk about like your struggles a little bit and how you got to where you are now. So what would you say was the lowest point that just started leading you up to where you are now? Yeah, I think there's been like two really big, well, there's been a lot of big pivotal moments in the last few years, but I think if we kind of go back to where it all started, um, you know, growing up, like I was actually a model and actress and I don't talk about it that much, but only recently did I kind of realize how much stress it put on me and how much I was working towards such a perfect image when I was super young. Um, There's also just kind of something in my household that was taught talked about a lot. And so um, by the time I was 14, I was like a big Tumblr girly, was on like YouTube. I had joined social media at this time. Um, When I was 14 is when I joined Instagram, which is crazy. And I just really got into 
kind of the wrong community, I guess I would say on social media. And I ended up developing an eating disorder. And I can say like there, I mean, this is super dark, but there were definitely times where I was like, why am I here? Like, I don't want to be here anymore at age like 15, 16. Um, And I would say that was probably like the lowest point in my life where that was probably also the most pivotal thing for me, because I definitely don't think I would be where I'm at if I didn't experience that specific, you know, time in my, in my life. Cause it was a big catapult for me recovering obviously. And then obviously getting into health and fitness too. But I think if I can put like a hammer on exactly when it was, I just remember when I was like 15 and a half, 16, my brother walked into my bedroom and I was doing like push-ups and like crunches and burpees and all these things. And he just like looked at me and started bawling and he's my older brother. So I was like, Oh my gosh. Like it just hurt me so bad to see him like that. And that was probably like the lowest point in my life where I was like, wow, I literally didn't eat today and I'm trying to burn calories. And now my brother is watching me and just like distraught, you know? So, um, yeah, I would say that's probably one of the most pivotal moments for me. I have a few memories, very similar to that of like hiding behind the bedroom door doing things like it was always behind the bedroom door so that they wouldn't yeah. see it immediately when they walked in yeah like, oh my god that's so true it's so true yeah 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 that's definitely a low point but um what would you say helped you get out of that the most was that you or did you I actually don't know did you didn't go anywhere for your ED did you no so I went to see a nutritionist and it's actually really crazy it caused more like um, just like corruption in my family that it actually did support. And that's not to say anything against it. It was just like, we growing up, like we didn't really communicate that much or talk about feelings and things like that. So when I went to go try to seek support through treatment, it just was like the complete opposite of what I really wanted it to look like, which in recovery, you don't want it to look like anything really. You just want to kind of keep going, you know? Um, and it ended up being really, really tough on me and my family. So I was like, F it. Like, I really have to try to figure this out myself. And I also just knew I didn't really want to be in that position anymore. Like, it's kind of interesting. I always say this with my eating disorder. I hated being small. I actually didn't like being small, but, um, it was that like mental grip of like, no, you can't like, you have to control it. And so, um, I didn't really seek treatment, but I think the most pivotal thing for me was actually social media on the opposite side of the spectrum. So while it definitely fed into my eating disorder, I almost like joined these recovery pages that almost made me like think, oh, I have to eat less than what they're eating. Or if I eat this much, it'd be really bad for me or whatever. And um, I ended up taking to more of like the bodybuilding and weight training space. Mm -hmm. And I met some other people um, through that space, like Lex DeYoung, like some of my really good friends. And they also had a really similar journey to me, but they had really focused on weight gain, um, you know, being able to gain muscle. And it was super empowering for me. So I kind of swung the pendulum the other way. And that was honestly a really big pivotal point in my recovery journey was also leaning into social media. Yeah. Mine was very similar to that too. Yeah. I, I honestly think that there's a lot of great pages on Instagram that can kind of help. You can find the bad stuff too, but there's, yeah. there's a lot of people out there that in some way it helps. Yeah. 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 Say too is like, I'm really grateful, but my parents took the gym away from me when I was going through all of that. And I had this guy friend that I would hang out with and he was really into bodybuilding and he used to sit next to me on the bus 
And they didn't really care too much to like talk to him or have like a friendship with him or whatever. But we really got into like talking about things about like health and, and bodybuilding. And his parents were like ex-bodybuilders. And he offered for me to come train in his like dungeon basement gym one day. And he is such a blessing in my life. He he literally would sit there and be like, I'm only letting you train if you drink this like MRE, like thousand calorie shake. And I was like shaking my boots, but I was like, I want to start working out again. And so it actually made me gain like a good amount of weight. And I would go for like two or three times a week, but it was like more working out than I had done. And maybe it's not the most conducive or like healthy thing to do, but at the same time, like it was really what saved me, you know, like that in combination with social media. So, I mean, I think like a lot of it comes down to the controlling aspect. So allowing yourself some type of control throughout the recovery doesn't seem like, like such a bad idea. Honestly. Yeah, like, not like full fling, you know, you kind of like get yourself into a position where step by step, you're like making progress. So yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um. So I'm curious, this would be probably, I don't know, maybe your second lowest point or something. But how did you go from like, fitness coaching to business coaching? Was there like a point in there that was like, a low point, or maybe a high point that really helped you go from one to the other? Yeah. So I think like growing up, I've always really been like a solutionist. I'm always like, how can I beat that like next level of whatever it is? And fitness, I I always knew I was going to do something a little bit bigger. Like I knew I wanted to take it either like, this is a really, really big vision, or I knew I was going to end up like teaching other people how to do it. And I kind of always had that inkling, but I was terrified because I was like 20 when I started business coaching, which is crazy to think about. Um, And I'm not going to lie. Like when I got started, I didn't really know what I was doing, but I knew that it was a demand and people were asking me. So I wouldn't say it was a low point. I actually think I was at such a high point. Mm -hmm. uh, And I did have a lot of limiting beliefs, a lot of blocks, but I had a lot of people also asking me about it because um, in what was it? 2020 when COVID hit, people Mm -hmm. were like, holy crap, I lost my gym job. And that's when I like really, really started getting into business coaching and started to refine a lot of what I was doing because so many people were struggling and I had already built this fitness coaching company online with coaches and all this stuff. And and for back then, like the coaching space wasn't as big as it is now to this day. So it was definitely, um, it was definitely more of a demand, I think than anything, but it was very passion led. Like I was very much wanted to kind of step into, into the next level. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, that's amazing. Um, so diving into like some of that, like resilience piece, I know it's definitely a trait of yours, but do you have any big things that really helped you like shaped you and helped you get through all of these crazy things that you've done? (laughs) Yeah. Um, you know, I love this question because this is something I've been like diving into so much myself recently is, kind of reverse engineering, like back then I was terrified and I just took messy action. Like for those who don't know my, my background, like I moved out when I was 18, I moved across the country to California from Pennsylvania, which was crazy. Um, you know, dropped out of college. Like I just took a lot of blind action and there's kind of two things with this. And maybe a lot of people won't agree with me, but there was definitely pain motivation. Like I did not want to stay living at home. I hated, I didn't hate my circumstances, but I hated them enough to where like, I did not want to live in cornfields and like live in the middle of Pennsylvania or like be where it's cold. So my first step was actually moved to Florida with my sister, but then I ended up moving to California. And um, I think part of it was like hating my circumstances a little bit at first. 
And then the second part of it really was um, just trusting my intuition. And I think that's always been the biggest thing for me is I don't really allow time and space to second guess. I really take action on the things that I know for myself personally, like I can trust myself with. Um, and sometimes it's a guessing game. Like sometimes I'm like, I really hope that this works out. And I very much, I'm not like huge into the whole like manifestation and all that kind of stuff. But I will definitely say like, I for sure bet on myself enough to where I only allowed a good scenario in my head because any doubt was like me just, I would second guess myself and stop. So I think a lot of it's like a self-trust aspect of things. Um, and I think another part of that, just to elaborate on it, is like the self- being self-led. So I always hated other people telling me what to do. <laughs> so I kind of had the upper hand because anytime someone would tell me not to do something, I was going to go do the opposite. <laughs> so it was always really easy for me to lead myself and not really lean into other people validating my scenario. So like if someone didn't agree with me leaving, I was like, cool, watch me leave. <laughs> so um, you know, I think that was a really big part of it too, is like learning to lead yourself and not necessarily always need to be led by other people. Yeah. Yeah. I can relate to that. Um, let's see. Do you think you had one really big struggle throughout all of this that really helped you grow into who you are today or? Yeah. Um, yeah, it's actually a really big one. And I know I mentioned this to you too, is like my attachment style um, outside of my business was super unhealthy. Um, I, you know, I was always running. Like I felt like I was, I was running after the next thing. I was always kind of chasing. And because of that, I think I developed a lot of codependency on habits and also on relationships. Um, and that was something that I always kind of struggled with. And Um, to kind of coincide with that too, is like the relationship aspect, like from a partnership or romantic stance, and even from a friendship stance, like I'd always kind of struggled to know my own worth when it came to that side of things. Um, and I had all this power in like my business and everything was going so well in my business, but it was like outside of the business, like my life was really good. I was always like really happy and could celebrate things, but I just could never get the relationship part. Right. Mm -hmm. Or I felt like I could get it right. And I think that alone really held me back from stepping into like womanhood and like really valuing myself as a woman. Um, and that also held me back in, you know, business, fitness, those kind of things. So it was kind of like a void filler. I felt like for a lot of the times I was filling voids for certain things. And, you know, that obviously is, is not healthy because it ended up being things like over caffeinating or, you know, just like really unhealthy habits. And, um, just like low self, low, low self-esteem, low self-worth outside of my business. That was probably my biggest struggle up until like, honestly, like this last year. What did you do in this last year that made it better then? Yeah. You know, honestly, um, I left a relationship last year that just like really wasn't serving me. I have like nothing bad to say, but it just like really was not serving me. And I met Mikhail, who's my partner now. And, you know, it's so funny. Like some people say like, don't jump into a relationship after you've been in a relationship or whatever. And I kind of felt like I had been out of my last relationship for a long time before I actually got out of it. Mm-hmm. And I ended up um, meeting Mikhail at a mastermind. And honestly, like the healing work around being with someone who's really in like healthy masculine and really helping me shine more like as a woman alone just did so much for my mindset. And I don't think you necessarily need to like have the perfect partner or whatever to 
do that healing work, but it definitely was like a big catalyst for me trusting myself a little bit more and having someone who was like always empowering me. Um, and that was a really big catalyst and also just the self-trust work, like doing way more work around trusting myself, like not listening to other people as much, listening to my own intuition more, Mm -hmm. um, definitely a big part of it. I'm sure that breakup at the beginning of it was like a really big thing too, because especially if you had been in it for a while and you knew you kind of wanted to get out of it and then you finally did that that's like the the big piece of telling yourself I trust myself to do this even if it seems scary so yeah and you know it's like it's a comfortability thing and um I mean you know this India is like it was military so it was one of those things where it was like really easy to and not to go too far into the personal aspect of it, but it was like really easy for me to be like, oh, I went on this really long deployment. Like I need to save this. My ego was like so big around the relationship. Like mm-hmm. I needed to make it work, even though I was devaluing myself throughout the whole thing. Mm-hmm. And I literally just like one day woke up and I was like, what am I doing? Like what, like I would never, like what would I tell my client in this situation? Like, no, no, no. we do not tolerate that shit. Like we're not doing that. And, um, that really woke me up. It's like, I, I'm really big on integrity. And I just felt like I was so out of integrity in that space in my life where I was like, I would never tell my clients to tolerate this. So like, why would I tolerate it myself? And um, I think when you take like a third party perspective, it also helps a lot. Cause you can ask yourself, well, you know, what would you tell a friend? And that changed everything for me. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Um, what was I going to ask? Oh, kind of on some of that stuff because you kind of mentioned it I'm curious because you were also like around a similar age to me what has like relationship relationships been like with becoming like a CEO and everything because so much of people like our age or you know throughout all this are not like you at all like (laughs) completely different priorities (laughs) Oh my gosh, girl. I could talk about this one forever. Um, so, you know, I've been in, I would say like three serious relationships, including the one I'm currently in, which for me is like one bajillion percent end game, you know, like for sure. Mm -hmm. Um, and I think that the biggest thing for me is like, I left school I left home at a really young age you know and it's it's like you grow up really fast and I think you can attest to this too because we're like both really mature for our age but it's like you end up growing up and already as women like biologically like just from a perspective of like how we mature like we're we mature faster than men for the most part and that's not to say like your environment or nurture or circumstances can't change that but I think the biggest thing for me was I always knew I needed I always needed somebody who could like really hold it down for me, but I always put myself in relationships where that wasn't the case. Like awesome people, awesome human beings, just like couldn't really, couldn't really let me shine. Um, But simultaneously, I also took a lot of the masculine energy on the relationship side because I'm so masculine in my business. And um, it was really hard to navigate, like holding a space for that. And even still to this day, I think back to, I'm like, what would have been a better way to navigate that? Um, But I think either way, like it was just for me personally, I could never actually picture what I really did want when I went into my first two relationships. And so before I met Mikhail, it's really funny. I sat down on Wall Street Beach here in San Diego and I wrote down like this massive list of all these things I wanted in a guy. Mm -hmm. 
And like a week later, I met Mikhail, which is crazy. And like, there's like almost every single thing except for like one thing on there that he checks off. And I was like, I'm done dating bodybuilder. (laughs) (laughs) That was what I wrote on the top. I was like, no more bodybuilders, nothing against bodybuilders, but I just didn't have a great track record. (laughs) The priorities are also vastly different. So (laughs) This is true. Like I wanted someone who was an entrepreneur. I knew that I wanted him to be in his thirties. Like that was a non-negotiable for me, which is really interesting. I don't know why I wrote that down, but Mikhail's almost 36 mm-hmm. and I'm 24. So it's like really interesting to see like the difference in life experience. And, um, he's also, um, a serial entrepreneur. So it's really cool being with someone who has had like years worth of experience more than me. And I, he's like my mentor. I learn from him every single day and it's really cool. Um, and just like a different dynamic. So I think for anyone who's like listening, maybe for struggling, if you're in your early 20s, I feel like even people in their late 20s and 30s are struggling with relationships. Yes. It, my biggest piece of advice is write that list down because I had to ask myself, like, am I the, like, am I as a woman, someone who would attract this the way I'm currently showing up for myself and the way that I show up in the world, my clients, whatever. And some of the answers were no, like, some of my answers were no. And literally that whole week before I was heading to the mentorship program I was going to, I was just evaluating like what things, habits, et cetera, am I doing that are holding me back from being that person? And yeah, later I just met Mikhail. So super crazy. Did you guys know right away or like, like was it instant click yeah I couldn't stand the guy I was like this guy is such a douche I'm so (laughs) he was so funny I like walked up to him I walked to the back of the room I went to this live event I was terrified and he was like hey can I take a picture of you by the sign because he actually does the marketing for the company Mm -hmm. that was there for and I was like sure whatever I'll take a picture by this sign and then he invited me to like dinner with his team and I was terrified because I was like such a newbie to this whole networking thing I was so scared and um yeah we ended up just like talking at dinner I didn't really think too much of it and the next day he was like can I take you to go get a matcha and I was like wow he listened to me talk about how much I love matcha and he remembered now he's asking I was like that's more than I think any dude has done it was so it was so funny I was like wow the fact that he paid attention to like details like small details you know and which is so sad to think about even back then that that's where my headspace was at that's how like how much I hadn't been poured into previously Mm -hmm. and um yeah we met in New York City and he just so happened to be from San Diego so it worked out perfect timing (laughs) like put yourself in scenarios and places too that you would like want to meet the person, you know, like there, that's not to say you can't go to like a bar and like meet the love of your life. But I just happened to go to an event that was specific for entrepreneurs and ended up meeting my, my person. So. Yeah. 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 I mean, I think you could meet them at a bar, but especially like for you and your personality, <laughs> probably not. Yeah. Like I don't, I don't, I don't personally do those things. Like I don't really go out as much. Like I'll go to a nice little festival here and there, but, mm-hmm. um, you know, I just don't think because I have to think of what my own behaviors are. Like, is that where the person I'd hang out is and mm-hmm. not typically, you know, so. Yeah. Um, I feel like we've covered a lot of things or most of the things, but, oh, I guess we could talk about friendships actually. Ooh. 
throughout this phase because I think probably a lot of your friendships are older than you but I'm just curious like did you deal with any issues with that like I know for me personally I did not really make any friends in college because I didn't like my priorities were not the same as theirs at all yeah (laughs) yeah yeah it's um dude meeting friends in your 20s is freaking hard yo like I think it's hard like I think a lot of people um nowadays with social media are like oh it's a lot easier and I definitely agree um like I turn to my left and my right and I'm like okay I have like my the people who actually work inside of my company or like some of my best friends which is really cool like Amanda and she's 25 and then Caroline who's um works as one of the coaches inside of our program and she's 24 so um, it's really cool. Like I do have really powerful women in my sphere, but the thing is, is I don't have a lot of people in proximity. And this is actually something even to this day, like to this day still, I definitely struggle with. And I don't think a lot of like young women who do really appreciate taking care of themselves and like appreciate hitting the gym and like maybe want to build a business or like want to stay home and study and not go to the bars. Like I think because most of the time we're at home or doing the things that are helping us grow or be ambitious, it's almost like hard to find those people. And you have to put yourself in really vulnerable situations, I think sometimes to be able to meet people like that. Um, And, you know, recently, like transparently, I've struggled a lot because a lot of my friends left California to go pursue, you know, their, their businesses and their dreams. And I'm sitting here like, where are my people at, you know? Um, So I've kind of been on this quest uh, you know, it's like weird when you're like in your early twenties and you're like, I'm not in college. So I can't really meet people who are like in school. Um, you know, there's like entrepreneur groups and and all those things. So it's definitely been a little bit of a struggle for me. Um, I think especially recently, cause a lot of my friends aren't in proximity, but you know, the cool thing is, I think I've realized as I get older is like, deeper friendships but less of them you know and I have a lot of really really deep connections with the women in my life um which I'm super grateful for I've just found my circles like pretty small you know um like I have a huge network of people I love but like deep deep relationships for me are like super important I just can't do the surface level bullshit dude I just don't have a good time with it you know (laughs) it's so hard for me um so yeah it's definitely been a little bit tougher you know so I don't know if you've like experienced that like being where you're at or like moving and stuff, you know, but it's definitely a little more, more difficult. Yeah. Yeah, I actually, I mean, since you were talking about this earlier, I think it was easier in Austin and now I'm back in Tucson and I'm like, it's definitely, I mean, it's a very different crowd of people here and it's really hard to find people that are not like in school or I don't even know, just people that don't, most people don't have the same priorities at all. There's a lot of retired people here too. So (laughs) yeah. 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 It's like a mindset of prioritization. That's actually a really good way to put it is like, I find the more that um, you start to prioritize things, like there are certain aspects of your life, maybe you don't prioritize as much. And I think when you're busy or like running a business or, you know, whatever you're doing, it's like that mindset of prioritization is so prominent. Mm -hmm. And sometimes it's easy to put the relationships in the back burner, you know, like sending a simple text to your friend and being like, Hey, love you, dude. Like, hope you're doing well is like remembering through, you know, working with like clients or having family or whatever it is like studying. Um, it's remembering for that second to just like texture people. And I think it's so easy because we just scroll through social nowadays. Like we use social media so much. So it's like, 
easy to become desensitized. Like, oh, I saw that person's post. Like, it's almost like a transaction sometimes in my own brain where I'm like, oh, I've like caught up with them, but I haven't actually messaged them to say like, hey, love you, you know? So that's been something like consciously me and my girlfriends, I have a few friends that I have like super conscious relationships with um, that we've just really made it a point to like hold each other accountable and text each other and things like that, which has been really cool. So, yeah, that's really smart, especially with having a bunch of like Instagram friends because- (laughs) Yeah, you see the post and you're like, oh, I already know what they did today. <laughs> right? Like, I know your whole life story. Yeah. I haven't checked on you. still know what's going on, you know? So, and, and you know, there's that whole like behind the screen thing too of like, it's just like, we had our first retreat for WWBA this last month and like, oh my gosh, I just realized to myself, I was like, there's nothing like proximity, like being face to face, like hand in hand, like hugging your people, like there's nothing like that. And Zoom just like isn't gonna cut it, you know, it's just doesn't cut it. So um I just like I I'm excited to put myself, and I know we were talking about this earlier, but in a in more of an environment where like I have proximity, you know, and I think that's something for me, like I really crave. I'm really introverted, so it's actually really surprising. I don't know why all of a sudden in my mid-20s, I'm like, I want to go be an extrovert. So we'll see how that takes me, where it takes me. I'm like an introverted wait, no, what was it? an extroverted introvert so I'm like 40% extroverted and like 60% introverted so it's like this really weird combo where I'm like I want to see people but I also don't I don't know <laughs> similar situation going on there like you see people but you need like three days to like hide in your like cave afterwards <laughs> yes yeah, that's, <laughs> exactly. how, that's how I am yeah um I don't know if I have a ton left maybe just like caring for yourself throughout all of this and caring for yourself as a baddie and a CEO and a fitness girly, everything. (laughs) Yeah. Um, I'll tell you guys, like, I definitely have been through the ringer with my health, um, through all of this. And I was like really big on the whole macro tracking thing. I tracked for like seven years. I was weight training super hard. Um, and that was like my version of taking care of myself. And I think, Honestly, this last year, my, my partner is awesome. Like he introduced me to so many different like things that just help me with overall health that aren't necessarily, um, you know, related back to like weight training and bodybuilding and all these things and, and really focusing on more of like my body being able to move better and, um, you know, taking trips to like have this day spa here. It's like, you can get a day pass. It's like the same price as like a gym pass for the day, go and use the sauna. Like it's awesome. Do a cold plunge. So I've been doing a lot more of, um, the things that kind of work with my central nervous system rather than always focusing on healthy being like going to the gym or, you know, nutrition's obviously a huge part of it. My philosophies around nutrition have changed a ton, um, like I'd much rather go to a juice bar than like a coffee shop, which is so interesting. Cause like old Ken, when she was like 15 would never drink a single calorie. Um, and now I'm just like, pack me with that, like 500 calories juice, baby. Like I do it every day, you know? So it's so interesting to see like how you can have all these perspective and mindset shifts over time. Um, but I think for me personally, taking care of myself, it's always just been like sticking to principles that I've kind of set for myself. I, I kind of live by this playbook because, you know, I, I do across the board, we have about 400 clients. I have a team between both of my companies of about 20 people. And it's a lot of like, it's a lot to manage and I'm super grateful for it every single day. But um, 
I've recognized, especially recently, it requires this like ultimate level of being able to reset faster and make decisions faster. And for me to do that, um, it just kind of requires me to live by almost like a set of like a little playbook I created for myself. So just really sticking to like my principles, um, sticking to my, my, my spa day trips. I love that San Diego has this cute little spa that I go to. It's the best. Um, and I do that once a week and then, um, just time off. Honestly, I like try to really close down after a certain time every night and I take time on the weekends. It's like beautiful here in San Diego. So like, I have nothing after this today and I'm like, I'm going to go sunbathe. So, (laughs) (laughs) ah, I want to visit San Diego again. I miss the beach. It's like, it's so eye-opening I guess when you have been on like land for so long and then you go to to a beach and you're like there's an ocean that just never ends like what is yeah, this right yeah 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 I'll miss it I'll miss it at some point when I move for sure <laughs> all right I don't really have any other questions or anything but do you have anything else that you want to touch on or anything you want to leave um the audience with Yeah, I would say like my biggest takeaway for everyone always is um, tap back into your intuition. We just like live in this world, I think nowadays where there's just so much happening all the time and it can be really easy to lose your own voice because you're so focused on what other people are doing or people think you're weird or or insert whatever, right? Um, And I think when we start to seek the validation of other people's opinions and their vision for us, it really takes away from us being able to tap into what we really want to create. So just really taking the time to center yourself and think like, what do I want for my life instead of letting other people dictate that? And um, you can literally have whatever you want. Like you could create whatever you want. So going for it. That's beautiful. Thank you so much for coming on the podcast. I feel like this was such a good episode. Um, Do you want to tell everyone where to find you? on Instagram. Yeah. yeah. You guys can find me on Instagram, YouTube, um, probably any other platform. Um, just my full name, Kendall Strample. So I'll drop it down below so you guys can find it and yeah. Bye. Thank you all so much for listening. I hope you guys enjoyed that. And if you guys have anything else you want me to talk about in the next episodes, definitely let me know. Um, I did start physical therapy school this week. Oh my gosh. What? What is going on? Everything is chaos, but it is good chaos. Um, so if you guys want me to talk about anything related to managing all of that and fitness and everything, I could totally talk about that. I mean, there's so many different things I could chat about and so many different directions I could go so many different, um, you know, exercise science resources I could give you nutrition tips. I could give you just fitness, life tips, anything like that. So let me know. But um, that's all for this episode. Have a wonderful, wonderful day and deuces.